Welcome to Parenting Your Sensitive Child. Parenting a highly sensitive child can feel overwhelming, and all the parenting books in the world can only get you so far if your head and your heart are out of alignment with your child's. I'm your host, Julia McGarry. Let's create a new parenting paradigm. Hey y'all, welcome to episode 104. It's been a little while, hasn't it? Well, school is back in session for our family, and that means it's podcast season again. I hope you've had a restful, restorative summer, or winter as the case may be. We had a lot of family time and some great adventures, and I had the space to do some more personal writing, which has been wonderful. I'm actually sharing it on my Substack, The Blackbird Chronicles, and I've actually set a little goal for myself. It's just kind of a fun goal. I don't know if I'll hit it. It's okay if I don't, but my birthday is this weekend, and my goal is to create five new paid subscribers by my birthday. If you would like to be one of them, I'll put the link in the show notes. There is, of course, a free subscription option, too. I'm all about the tiered pricing and creating ways for everyone to work and learn with me. So if that's something you're interested in, you can find your way there through the links as well. All right. If you are new here, my name is Julia McGarry. I am a life coach for parents of highly sensitive and gifted children. I help parents work with their child's intensity change their own reactive patterns, reduce power struggles and meltdowns, and create a more connected relationship with their kids. I'm also often that one person that my clients know who gets what they're going through and understands their kids. If that's something you've been looking for, schedule a consultation and let's talk. I'll put the link for that in the notes too. Seriously, All you have to do is fill out a quick questionnaire with as little or as much information as you've got the capacity for right now, and pick a time. I'm planning to take on five new clients this fall, so if you'd like to be one of them, let's get that process started. All right? On to the content. This week we're talking a little bit about filling our kids' buckets. I shared an Instagram post about this recently, and I have a Substack post about it too, so this might feel a little familiar if you're following me on those channels, but I want to really give a lot of room to this idea because it's important. Now, I had a particular client in mind when I started writing this, but it is relevant to anyone who spends time with kids. It's a little bit about self-esteem building, and a little bit about self-esteem retention. Y'all ready? One of my clients shared a video with me recently about self-esteem. The metaphor the speaker used was poker chips. You can conceptualize self-esteem as a stack of poker chips. Kids who are constantly hearing positive messages and are accomplishing big things might have thousands of poker chips in their collection. Most kids, however, just have a handful. And it's our job as adults of importance in our kids' lives to make sure 
that they are going to bed with more poker chips than they woke up with and that they're taking and that we that we are taking a stand for them whenever someone is actively taking poker chips away from them whether it's another kid or an adult now that's a decent metaphor as i thought about it though i wanted to take it a step further and honestly it reminded me a lot of the book have you filled a bucket today personally I've kind of always bucked against that book, not as a concept, but because as an English major, as a literature major, as a reading teacher, I prefer to share good stories with kids. It's just not a good story. (laughs) It's overly didactic, and that always irritates me. I much prefer books like The Rabbit Listened that weave a really powerful message into a good story. But I digress. Have you filled a bucket today? May not be a good story, but it is a good metaphor. And here's the gist of it. Everyone has an invisible bucket they carry with them that holds their happiness or their self-esteem. And when your bucket is full, you feel good. When it's empty, you don't. Your bucket gets filled when people show you kindness and when you do something kind for someone else. Filling someone else's bucket fills your bucket at the same time. And that's the basic premise of the book. You want to fill as many people's buckets as you can because then they feel better and you feel better. It's pretty simple, right? Well, we as parents are responsible for filling and tending to our kids' buckets just like it's our job to make sure they have more poker chips when they go to bed than when they woke up. It's kind of the same thing. The thing about buckets, though, and why I like this metaphor, is that buckets can have leaks. And this is an important layer to add. Some kids, and highly sensitive kids, are more likely to fall into this category, have leaky buckets. When you have a child who is their own worst critic, or a relentless perfectionist, or one who struggles with anxiety, you have a child with a leaky bucket. It doesn't matter how much you fill it, it's not going to stay full. So our job really isn't just to fill their buckets, it's to fill their buckets and help them patch up the leaks. It's about building up their self-esteem, but also helping them build the skills they need to be able to retain a positive self-image. And what skills are these? Well, it depends on the kid, but think knowing how to initiate play and make friends, knowing when to say, knowing what to say when someone says something mean, knowing how to identify and counter anxious thinking, knowing when and how to self-advocate, getting good at failing, Countering negative self-talk, persisting through frustration. When you identify your child's biggest obstacle, the skill that they need the most help with, and help them with that skill, you are mending the biggest leak in their bucket. When they experience growth in this area, it not only keeps the bucket from leaking, it fills their bucket at the same time, too. This is far more important than what school they attend or what, whether or not they honor their commitments. 
this is foundational. If you build on this, all the rest of that stuff will come. Before we close out the episode, though, I really do want to circle back to the idea of filling their buckets or giving them poker chips. I want to be sure that you leave with some ideas of what that looks like because it's about more than giving them compliments. When you notice and comment on their growth, for example, their growth, their good decisions, their strengths, their accomplishments, you're filling their bucket. Did your child remember to put their clothes in the laundry basket last night? Let them know that you noticed. Did they work through a disagreement with their friend? Comment on their problem-solving skills and how far they've come. Did they make it through a challenging swimming lesson even though they really wanted to quit? Comment on their perseverance. Another way you can fill their bucket is by creating opportunities for them to show what they're capable of. Are they interested in real hiking? Take them somewhere challenging with rocks to scramble on. Let them take some risks and figure it out and feel really accomplished. Find opportunities to connect them with mentors or classes and in, in areas of interest that let them spread their wings some. My daughter just made the coolest clay tiger mask with our neighbor who is a retired high school art teacher. And through the whole process, she was elbow to elbow with a bunch of grown-ups working on her mask. And the end result was stunning. There was really something to be proud of. Even if she were told, it's just really cool. Find ways to give them opportunities to experience that. Whenever you show your child that you support them, whenever you let them hear you say good things about them, whenever you help them discover and explore their own interests or help them find their people, when you bookend their day with positive experiences or you minimize your criticisms or your corrections, you are filling their bucket. Anything that sends the message, I hear you, I see you, I love you as you are, and I will fight for you, fills their bucket. Even counts when you let them leave situations that are too much for them. I saved this one for last because sometimes I get some pushback here. And it's true. There are situations where you want to support them in persevering rather than backing down. But there are also situations that are causing more pain than they're worth. If your child has a panic attack at swimming and is hyperventilating and starts clinging to you and hitting anyone who comes near to try to gently steer them back to the pool, that is not a situation that's going to end in a positive net gain for your child. It's worth it to leave. It shows them that you've got their back and you take their distress seriously. This is an extreme example, but it's not unheard of. And I know a number of you listeners are parenting some pretty extreme kids. What I want to say to you is you know them best. You know if it's a discomfort they can push through or if it's going to leave a scar. Put yourself in the role of primary scar prevention. Leaving doesn't have to mean you never go back. And actually, in many cases... Kids are more likely to refuse to go back if you don't let them leave in moments of extreme duress. All right? 
I really hope that gives you something to think about this week. I hope it helps deepen the connection I know you already have with your child and helps you have a smoother week. I will catch you in the next episode. Do you feel like you're parenting 24-7 and you're still not sure your child is getting what they need? Are you ready to stop parenting reactively and start living in partnership with your sensitive child? Are you ready to reclaim time for yourself and time for your dreams? Then you're going to want to explore coaching with me. I help my clients tune out all the noise, better understand their kids, build a parenting strategy that meets their family's specific needs, and do the mindset work necessary to implement that strategy consistently without sacrificing themselves in the process. To get started, just head over to partnerpath.com, click on coaching, and get your free consultation set up. Let's get to know each other.